love basically anything Native American legend, history, anything like that. I just, I eat that stuff up. I mm-hmm. love it. And so I love that Bryce Canyon really is, you know, a, a marriage Mm-hmm. of those two things you've got the beautiful views but it's just an area that is so steeped in legend yeah that i just i love the feeling of that park this is the exploring the national parks podcast with dirt in my shoes my name is ash and i'm a former park ranger and the founder of dirt in my shoes i think that the parks are best seen from the trail and i'm here to make national park trip planning easy And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like flowers. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring! Hello, hello. Welcome to episode two of the Exploring the National Parks podcast. And today we are talking all about our favorite things in Bryce Canyon National Park. Woohoo! We love Bryce Canyon. Bryce Canyon is a great place. We love visiting this park. But one of the reasons why we're going to share some of our favorite things in a lot of these national parks, and today specifically our favorite things in Bryce Canyon National Park, is because we've been to these national parks multiple times, several times, and we've done so many different things. And if you're going to the park for the first time, or if you're going back and maybe have missed some of these things, uh, this is something that could really maybe enrich your next visit and make it even that much better, we think. Yeah. Well, we I mean, we've been to Bryce Canyon already twice this year. So mm-hmm. you'll find us in Bryce Canyon as often as we can get there. Yeah. And yeah, we just thought it'd be fun to share some of our favorite things to help with your trip planning and to get you excited about your trip. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a list here of things that we'll just go through and neither of us have seen each other's answers. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we'll see. We'll see if we agree, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I think there will be some disagreement, but that just makes it fun. (laughs) Okay. Okay, John. Uh, what is your favorite restaurant or food item at Bryce Canyon National Park? Okay, so I'm really bad at choosing favorites, but I have a few items here that I want to mention. No, 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 no. One. Okay. Because I don't want you to steal mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. If I have to choose one, because I think I already know what you're going to choose, so I'm yeah. going to choose something different okay. from yours. Okay. My favorite food slash restaurant, I love the free breakfast that you get when you sleep at Ruby's Inn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not mine. <laughs> so so if you haven't been to Bryce Canyon, as you drive through on the main road to Bryce Canyon, you drive through a little town called Bryce City. And Bryce City is basically all rubies. Everything is rubies. <laughs> you got rubies in, rubies campground, even the best western is associated with rubies. And if you stay at Ruby's Inn, generally speaking, I can't speak to their promotions all the time. But most of the time when we go, they give you a little piece of paper that's like your coupon for a free breakfast. And there's just something special to me about getting a free breakfast that's not continental. It's... Yeah, I mean, it's a decent breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, a buffet with potatoes and eggs. And I like the days when they do bacon. Because then mm-hmm. I get lots and lots of bacon. Yeah. 
exactly yeah. it's pretty dang good it's in a big beautiful lodge you know a lot of historical things a lot of historic things you know and we went last time we were there it was during christmas and there's a big christmas tree and lots of decorations and when you put in a free breakfast this is turning into a commercial for ruby's free <laughs> breakfast and I, did, I shouldn't have gone first but yeah that's one of my favorite things so if you're looking for a place to stay and you enjoy a free breakfast it makes a big difference Okay, so my favorite food at Bryce Canyon, you already know this, is hands down the blueberry banana cream pie yep. at the Bryce Canyon Pines restaurant. Yeah, exactly. I knew that was going to be what it was. <laughs> their food is their And you're food not is even fine. a pie person. I'm not a pie person. Their food is fine, but the cream pies steal the show. Yeah. Like they have a blueberry banana cream pie and they have a strawberry banana cream pie and both mm -hmm. of them are so good well they're like eight inches tall they're really tall they're it's the, pretty expensive per slice they're huge pieces but... yeah you do pay for it but i mean they're huge pieces of pie yeah like yeah, they're I mean, the size of my five-year-old's head it feels well, like sometimes that's an exaggeration that might be exaggeration he has a, a pretty big head <laughs> but it's normal size <laughs> but he has a normal size head i would drive five hours just to get pie at the Bryce Canyon Pines. That's how much I love it. Yeah, it is really good. Okay. Now, I probably should have answered first because to segue into my next question, what's your favorite hotel or place to stay at Bryce Canyon? Yeah. And mine is Ruby's. Yeah. You got to stay at Ruby's. I mean, it's just, it's so iconic to the area. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That was my favorite. I put Ruby's in or Ruby's in campground because we've stayed at both. Yeah. And they have, it's not just a campground, but they also have like rustic cabins and stuff that we've stayed at before. Mm -hmm. I just think there's a lot of options. You know, they've yeah. got a lot of really good places to stay. And it's super convenient because the shuttle also picks up outside both of those places. Yeah. All of those Ruby's places, there's shuttle stops. So you can, if you don't want to drive your own car, you literally can just get your stuff put your backpack on, walk out to the bus stop and they'll take you into the park. Yeah. Well, now I will add a disclaimer here. Like Ruby's Inn is not the nicest place you're ever going to stay. Nope. You know, like the rooms were average. They were fine. Yeah. But it comes with a free breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and the location. Holy cow. The location. the location, the history, the lodge building is really pretty. It comes with a free breakfast. It's you know, it's just an iconic part of Bryce Canyon. Yeah. And so. one of the best things about Ruby's and like Bryce Canyon National Park is not that big. And a lot of times gateway towns and your favorite hotels are going to be half an hour, you know, sometimes outside of some of the main attractions of the park. But Ruby's in Bryce City is literally three to five minutes outside of some of these main attractions. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can't not stay that close if you ask me. Yeah. So. Okay. Yep. Next question. John, what is your favorite hike in Bryce Canyon? My favorite hike is the Fairyland Trail. Okay. I can't tell by your smile if you put the same one, but it's one of my favorite trails. I really like Wall Street and the Navajo Loop and a few of these other ones, but the Fairyland Trail, it showcases my favorite tree which is <laughs> so, i should have known yes yeah, it has to do with a few of my my favorite things so the fairyland trail it's kind of a longer loop and what's really kind of neat about it is it actually is the younger hoodoos and so the the main amphitheater area of the park the main bryce canyon area 
is the old hoodoos and fairyland point in the fairyland loop kind of traverses through some of the newer hoodoos and for some reason that specific area seems to have a lot of bristle cone pine trees and so that's why i I, I, the bristle cone pine tree is the longest living tree the longest living organism on the planet basically and those trees are incredible they're so beautiful they get so like windy and weird shapes and just twisted they're a bunch of twisted trees and the fairyland loop has a lot of bristlecone pine trees and it's really fun yeah and i would add to that that wasn't my answer by the way but i went between a few different trails so yeah (laughs) fairyland is so high on my list probably number two Mm -hmm. but when you hike that trail you get a level of solitude that yeah. you don't get anywhere else. Yeah, that's like, true. Like we were down in Fairyland area and there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. We were all by ourselves with these hoodoos and these gorgeous views and just, you know, expansive landscapes. Mm-hmm. And it was just us. Yeah. So I it's think a- that adds to the, you know, the specialness mm-hmm. of that trail. Oh, yeah. It adds to the magic for sure. Yeah. What's your favorite? Well, so my favorite hike is the figure eight. That includes Mm -hmm. the Navajo Loop, the Queen's Garden, and the Peekaboo Loop. Yeah. I feel like as a first-time visitor to Bryce Canyon, there is no better trail you can do because it really connects like, I mean, it's three separate trails all, you know, put into one. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm kind of cheating. It is a big cheat, but it's so cool. (laughs) I just like, I remember the first time I hiked the Peekaboo Loop because I've done the Navajo with the Queen's Garden so many times. Yeah, pretty much every time we go, that's like our go-to. Well, I mean, the views from there are just so amazing. But when you add on the peekaboo loop, I mean, like my jaw was on the floor the whole time. Mm -hmm. You're right up in those hoodoos. Uh, Mm -hmm. They look different than they do on the Navajo loop or the Queen's Garden. Mm -hmm. There's more of them. I feel like they're more majestic. Yeah. Uh, it's a harder trail, so there's not as many people. So for me, I went between the figure eight and the fairyland, but yeah, the figure eight wins out for me just because it is so like quintessentially Bryce Canyon. You've got to see it while you're there. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that the peekaboo loop takes you up by Bryce Point and the elevation of that point is a lot higher. And so I think the the hoodoos might even be a little bit taller. The colors are different too. Yeah, the colors are different for it's sure. It's a different kind of stone or yeah, it's mm-hmm. like you're it's whiter. Yeah. Than more more white than pink yeah. or red, you yeah. know? It's really interesting. So it, yeah, I mean I just feel like you get to see everything. Yeah, it's pretty darn cool. It is cheating though. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's true. I basically just chose three trails as my favorite. (laughs) It's true. Yes, it is amazing. All right, Ash, what is your favorite gift shop? Okay, so my favorite gift shop is definitely the one at Ruby's. It's huge. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for souvenirs, if you want to get something, definitely stop in at Ruby's Inn, the general store right there. Mm -hmm. And then they have just a massive gift shop. It's huge. They even have like giant slabs of petrified wood and, you know, and really a ton of pictures that you can put up in your house and stuff like that. And like almost every national park gift shop, I think they have jams, which is pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> but they do have jams. They have jams. But so much more. So many jams. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is <laughs> awesome. Okay, I had to laugh about this one. John, what's your favorite animal in the park? Okay, my favorite animal in the park is the Stellar's Jay. Ooh, yeah, that's a surprise. Okay. Yeah. Okay, if you don't know what a Stellar's Jay is, picture a bluebird, but put like a rooster's crest on the head. Basically, kind yeah. of like a, like a black or blue rooster's crest on the head. Yeah. And so that's what really makes it stand out and kind of separates it from a regular bluebird. But the Stellar's J, the blue color stands out so beautifully up against like all the oranges and yellows and reds of Bryce Canyon so well. It is just, it is so pretty. So when you see one and when it comes by, it's just like, ooh, it's like a, I don't know. It's like Jiminy Cricket just stopped by. I know it's just really cool. <laughs> it's just really cool, you know. But they're also really cool birds, just in general. They do some cool things. Yeah. So if you want to know some nerdy things about Stellar's Jay, I mean, they don't migrate, but they're also they kind of bully things a little bit. And so what I mean by that is they'll like if they notice that there's like a raptor, so a predatory bird around, like an owl or a hawk or something like that. And they'll just get like a, a group of them together and just kind of like follow it around and bug it until it finally leaves. <laughs> they'll just like bully these predatory birds out of the area. And so they're just really tough. They're kind of cool that way too. Interesting. Yeah. Stellar's jays are probably one of my favorite birds. Yeah. Mostly because I can always identify them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're very distinct. It's a bluebird with a black hat. Uh-huh. And I remember that. When I see it, I know its name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so cool. What's your favorite animal? Okay, well, preface this by saying Bryce Canyon is not well known for its wildlife. Right. There's not like a huge variety. Mm-hmm. There are some bigger mammals mm-hmm. <laughs> that live in the park but are quite elusive nothing i've ever seen mm-hmm. while i've been there so they have elk and they've got a lot of stuff that have kinda... we seen an elk though no no and there's bears but i've never seen a bear they're they're all almost all just up on the plateau above the amphitheater right generally speaking and there's not many hiking trails no you have there, to backpack so. back in there yeah so, all that to say that I went with the tried and true prairie dog. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I love the prairie dogs. <laughs> I like seeing them. I think they're fun to watch. They're cute when they come out of their holes. They are kind of annoying. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I love the way they bark. Yeah. Well, yeah, been- I don't know. I feel like I never loved prairie dogs that much until we went to like South Dakota and North Dakota and uh-huh. saw a whole bunch. Yeah. And learned more about them. And then we went back to Bryce Canyon and I was like, wow, you know, I don't even think that I ever noticed that there were prairie dogs here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think one of my favorite things to watch them do is they will keep guard. Basically, they have their little holes you know, 50 yards or so, maybe closer away from each other. But there's always somebody standing guard watching for hawks and predatory animals, foxes and coyotes. And when, you know, if they see something, they do the best, like, full body flop (laughs) kind of a motion to, to warn all of their friends. It's like they throw their whole body, like, I don't know, it's like a sideways belly flop you know where they're standing <laughs> straight up and they go and then they do a little bark whoop, whoop, 
to warn all of their buddies. <laughs> That's really going to come through well on the podcast. It is. It is. I, they're fun to watch, though. You know, they it's are. just, and our kids love them too. So I think that helps because it's just a fun family activity that we like to do. We like to sit and watch prairie dogs. Yep. They're a lot of fun. Just don't feed them. Yeah. You might get bubonic plague. Yeah. But before we move on to the next question, I want to remind everybody that I didn't get to tell you what my favorite gift shop was. Oh, <laughs> I thought you agreed with me. <laughs> oh, no, I did not agree. I just, oh. So I wanted to tell you about a gift shop that I actually really like. It's right across the street from Ruby's. So across the main street, there's kind of like an old town Bryce, Bryce, old town Bryce Canyon little town it looks like an old western town and there's gift shops in there i think you can get like old west pictures i think i'm not exactly there's sure there's an ice cream shop right an there. ice cream shop yeah. yep and rock shop and mm -hmm. stuff like that so you can get it's kind of fun across the street from ruby's there's a bunch of little shops over there that you should definitely check out nice sorry i skipped over you it's okay <laughs> we wanted to get to stellar's jays yeah yeah okay so next question i'm pretty sure i already know the answer to this but john what is your favorite plant in bryce canyon okay my favorite plant in bryce canyon is the bristlecone pine yeah absolutely definitely no there's if it's comparing anything to that anything loses every time because the bristlecone pine tree is just so incredible. It is, it can survive in the harshest conditions, you know, the hottest dries, the hottest dry deserts, the most extreme winter colds, you know, droughts, crazy things. It's just so, so incredibly tolerant of everything. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, and the reason that I know your love for the bristlecone pine is that we actually have one planted in our backyard right now. <laughs> uh, it's when, a baby. It is. And it's going to take 2000 years to grow to what you see exactly. elsewhere. And if we ever move, I'm digging it up and taking it with me. <laughs> so the new owners will just see, wasn't there a tree here? Well, or it hardly counts as a tree right now, so it, is, <laughs> it looks like a little bush. It is near knee high. <laughs> so. But that's how much John loves bristlecone pines is we actually did end up planting one in our backyard. Yes. So. Can I add a caveat though? Sure. Okay. So the bristlecone pine. Wait, are you going to take, take my answer? Maybe you should go first. You go first and then I'll see. I'll, I'll tell. Then you might need to add an extra. Yes. Okay. You go first. What's your favorite plant? Okay. So my favorite plant in Bryce Canyon is the ponderosa pine. Yep. So Why? I don't know if that's what you were going to talk about. Nope. Okay. But, perfect. So we're in good shape. Okay. Why is it your favorite? So I love the ponderosa pine for a couple different reasons. I love the way it looks. Mm -hmm. The bark is kind of a reddish hue. Uh-huh. And the bark is kind of, it almost reminds me of like a jigsaw puzzle, mm. kind of, because mm -hmm. it's in like pieces. Mm -hmm. Do you know when you look at it and it's like, it's like pieced, it's not in straight lines right. or anything. It's like almost in like little circles or ovals uh -huh. all put together. So I just think it looks super pretty. Yeah, it's super cool. But the second reason is because ponderosa pine trees smell like butterscotch. Yeah, they do. So <laughs> that's super fun. If you ever see us in Bryce Canyon, 
you will see us smelling the trees. Yeah. You look so dumb. <laughs> we look so dumb. People look at us like you're insane, but you stick your nose up there in that bark. And if you, I mean, some of them don't smell very strongly, but some of them like it's legit. You're smelling one of those butterscotch candies. Yeah. Don't waste your time if the tree isn't kind of an orangey reddish color because then it won't smell good and you'll look, just look like you're smelling a regular tree. But <laughs> <laughs> but if you can pick out the orangey reddish color and you go up next to it and you put your head in one of those crevices between the bark, man, it is awesome. And if I'm in Bryce Canyon and I see anyone smelling a tree, I'm going to come up and give you a big hug. <laughs> I'm going to be so proud of you. Uh So definitely when you see a ponderosa pine, go and smell it. Yeah. I remember the first time we discovered that. I think we were there with your family. Uh And it was so funny watching grownups just like smelling trees. Like (laughs) for some reason, I just kind of imagine myself as a kid. But like seeing your mother-in-law smelling (laughs) a tree. (laughs) It just makes you laugh a little bit. You know, just like, huh. What a funny thing to happen. Well, and then when you find a good one, everybody come here, hurry, come yeah. smell this one. It's not like it's, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit different from like, oh, we're hugging the trees. You know, we're all just smelling the trees. We look, <laughs> we look pretty silly. Yep. So that's, that's by far my favorite plant in Bryce Canyon. Yeah. That is an amazing thing. Now, however, my favorite species of tree is the bristlecone pine. Yours is the ponderosa pine, but I actually have a favorite tree a specific favorite tree in Bryce Canyon. And it is neither a ponderosa, nor is it a bristlecone. It is actually a limber pine. And the reason that this is my favorite tree, okay, and this just goes to show that Bryce Canyon and a lot of these national parks are actually living, changing places. Like they are different almost every time you visit. And so there is a tree on the rim of Bryce Canyon Main Amphitheater at Sunrise Point. And the ground underneath this tree has actually eroded away from the tree itself, from the main trunk. And so it is standing just on its roots. And Ash has seen this tree almost every time we go because I make her take a new picture of it every time that we go. And it's this beautiful limber pine right by the... Uh, observation point of sunrise point and it just looks like it's gone it's standing on octopus tentacles because the ground underneath it has already eroded away and so next time you go you never know is the tree just going to be laying down in the canyon is it still going to be up there it looks like it's staying strong but that is my favorite tree because it is just an example of how the the national parks are living places how they do change the erosive forces that have created Bryce Canyon are still at work. And this tree is just an example of how it's like Jurassic Park. Life finds a way, you know, (laughs) it's still, it's surviving. It's awesome. It is just really cool. It's my favorite tree. We have so many pictures of that tree. (laughs) That tree is a celebrity in our house. I'm surprised we haven't (laughs) named it yet. I, yeah, I take new pictures of that tree. Every time we're there, it will be a very, devastating day in our home when that tree is no longer at sunrise point (laughs) yes which you never know you never know hopefully it just digs its roots in and it's like that octopus on finding dory or something like that you know it's just really cool 
just finds a way all right next thing favorite gateway town ash you go first let's get tropical let's get tropical <laughs> inside joke yeah i don't know how to explain that there's a town just right outside of bryce canyon called tropic and every time we drive down the hill and we see the sign to enter tropic john says let's get tropical <laughs> and it's just become a long-standing joke in our family we always say it when we pass that sign now do you know where that came from i know <laughs> I don't try to understand your jokes. <laughs> okay. So this is going to be a little bit of a reach maybe for some people, but not at the same time. So tropic, tropical, you know, but there is a Will Ferrell movie called Semi-Pro that is one of my all-time favorite Will Ferrell movies. And that was their cheer. So Will Ferrell was the head coach, owner, and player of the... A, semi-pro basketball team and they were in like tropical flint michigan i think is what it was <laughs> something like that i don't know it didn't make any sense but that was their cheer so let's get tropical it sounds a lot more like you know at the beginning of a boxing match or something like that uh -huh. less of a let's get tropical oh. <laughs> more of a let's get tropical so nice. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So we, we love Tropic. Let me just say, he's describing a Will Ferrell movie while wearing his Eurovision Will Ferrell shirt. Yes. I dressed up for this. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, a strong love for Will Ferrell yes. coming from that corner of the room. Yes. I dressed up really well for this podcast today. Like enough to go to P.F. Chang's during the day for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Not dinner, but for lunch. <laughs> But, so is that is that your favorite gateway town yeah too? i put that okay. for my favorite gateway I town figured, too yeah but also i thought about this while i was writing down tropic because there's a couple scenes in the movie and a couple lines from the movie that if you're visiting a national park you're probably on like a family road trip or something like that and i thought that so applies to a family road trip will ferrell has a ring on his hand that's got three letters e-l-e -E, and it stands for everybody love everybody <laughs> <laughs> and there's this time when they're on the bus as a basketball team and they're like having a fight and will ferrell's up front you know like the parent okay remember ele everybody you know and then they just keep fighting he just looks back and he's like everybody love everybody <laughs> <laughs> tell me that is not a family road trip situation <laughs> mom and dad up front kids arguing in the back just turn around everybody love everybody <laughs> So, anyways, uh, let's get tropical. <laughs> nice. So, think about that One next time. One of our time. favorite on national trip. park gateway towns. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> okay, moving on. Next question. John, your favorite place in the park? This is like a general answer. It doesn't have to be specific. Okay, so I think general area is the Queen's Garden area. The Queen's Garden trail area. And... Besides that, though, within the Queen's Garden Trail area, I actually have a very specific spot. Preface this a little bit. People have been hiking in Bryce Canyon for like 100 years. And so the dirt is as fine as flour. And like, so if it's dry outside and it hasn't rained in a while, as you step, the dirt just like 
puffs yeah. out, you know? It gets everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. My favorite spot in the Queen's Garden area is where our son, Logan, fell down <laughs> on the ground and like face planted into this dirt. Much like a movie, like when somebody, if everybody, if there's a movie and there's like flour, somebody's cooking and it's a comedy or a romantic comedy, somehow somebody face plants in flour. Well, Logan face planted in this dirt and literally half of his body, the entire front half of his body was coated in caked in this flowery dirt. And he just stands up as like a little four or three year old and just has no idea what to do because he's never... He's never been in this type of situation before where his body, he can't even recognize it because it's just coating the whole front of his body. That's my favorite spot. <laughs> we had a good laugh we from did. that. We uh, did. Didn't quite know how to clean him up either. He didn't have a good laugh. No. But we sure did. Yeah. So yeah, that's my that favorite was, spot. That was a pretty unfortunate timing for his fall. <laughs> 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 yes. Nice. Okay, well, I went even more general than you. My favorite place in the park is anywhere around the amphitheater. Oh, okay. So the amphitheater is that main area of Bryce Canyon that you'll see uh, all the hoodoos sticking up out of the ground and, you know, all the iconic views of Bryce Canyon. So mm -hmm. there's a bunch of viewpoints around there. There's the rim trail that goes all the way around yep. that area, you know, so there's a lot of places you can go to see the hoodoos. But in general, when I go to Bryce Canyon, my favorite place to be is at the amphitheater. Yeah, you have to go there. Yeah. And especially during sunrise or sunset. It's just crazy beautiful yeah. anywhere around the amphitheater. Well, and it's a small national park. There's not really a lot of options as far as general areas to be. You mm -hmm. know, as we start talking about some of the bigger parks, then it's going to make more sense <laughs> choosing yeah. a general area. Yeah. But basically, you've got the amphitheater and then you've got like the scenic drive and that's mm -hmm. about it. Bryce Canyon is really small. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, but the amphitheater is where you get those iconic views. Yeah. Favorite viewpoint. What is your favorite viewpoint, Ash? Okay, I have two answers for this. My favorite viewpoint at the top of the amphitheater is Bryce Point. Ooh, that's a good one. I like Bryce Point because you're high up above the hoodoos. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the highest point on the amphitheater. Yeah, and you get to see all the hoodoos and like this, this big, expansive view. Mm -hmm. Like you're not that close to them, but I think that's why I like it. I like hiking through the hoodoos, but I love standing at the top and looking out over all of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Bryce that's, Point is my favorite. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. My other favorite is Wall Street. Ooh, uh -huh. If I'm in the canyon. So Bryce Point, if I'm at the top and Wall Street, if I'm at the bottom, Wall Street is just, it's so much fun. You get to hike between just the giant hoodoos and it's dark and mm -hmm. you're going through basically like a tunnel and you've got the trees that are growing out of the ground and trying to get up to the sun. And mm -hmm. I just, that whole area is so cool. To oh, me. it's incredible. It's yeah. like you're walking through, well, I, I, I'm going to tell you my favorite, not because it okay. kind of has to do with that. So my favorite is Sunset Point. Okay. And Sunset Point is the viewpoint like directly above Wall Street. Yeah. Now, one thing that I thought of, Sunset Point, you're literally almost eye level with the tops of a lot of the hoodoos. Yeah. In that specific area. And so you can see what I thought of when I was trying to figure out how to describe this. If you haven't been there, you know, in Lord of the Rings... 
when <laughs> it always comes back to Lord of the <laughs> it Rings. Does. Always. So in Lord of the Rings, when the Fellowship and Gimli they're like trying to describe the route that they have to take, you know, to get to Mordor, and Gimli's like, and then you have Emin Wheel, you know, a, a, an endless. Uh, labyrinth of razor sharp rocks you know and then after that it gets even better you know is what he says <laughs> and so <laughs> so from sunset point it feels like you're like at the be- at the starting point of an epic labyrinth maze you know the the hoodoos aren't like sh- razor sharp rocks but that's like what i imagined to myself when i'm standing at sunset point you're at the very beginning of this super cool endless maze of hoodoos and you're just seeing the very tops of them and then you drop down and then you're immersed in the whole situation once you get to wall street yeah it's so cool yeah i mean it's just it's a very dramatic Mm -hmm. viewpoint standing right up at the top above wall Mm -hmm. street because you see all the switchbacks going down into it and then it just goes into like this big deep dark hole right Exactly. So it's super cool to look at, mm-hmm. but it's even cooler to hike through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. There's a specific spot as well that's, okay, not as cool, but comical at the same time. And so from Sunset Point, that's kind of the starting point of the Navajo Loop, right? You can go down Wall Street and you can come up two bridges or you can do that backwards, go down two bridges. But you take the same trail. It's kind of like a lollipop in a way. So the starting point is at sunset point. You go down a little bit and then the trail splits, right? Mm-hmm. But the trail splits, that little platform where the trail splits is a really funny place to stand for just a few minutes if people are hiking Wall Street because that viewpoint is like the top of Wall Street after they've hiked like 95 switchbacks coming back up. And <laughs> If I was like one of those guys on SNL or something like that, that just like goes out on streets of New York and asks people questions, I think that would be the funniest place to just stand and ask people questions because <laughs> they're more exhausted than they've ever been in their entire life. And then you just ask them a dumb question. Everybody's sad when they get to that platform. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like you come up and you're so excited that you made it through those switchbacks, not realizing that you have more. <laughs> Uh, because you have like to make three it. more switchbacks yeah. to get back to the top. Those are the most depressing switchbacks in Bryce Canyon. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, because you get to the platform where the trail splits mm-hmm. and you're like, sweet, I made it. Yep. And then you look and you still have switchbacks. Yeah, it was so <laughs> pretty funny. sad. When we were there this last time at Bryce Canyon, there's a guy that had just made it up to the top of Wall Street and he took a little break with him and his girlfriend and she was in much higher spirits than he was. You could tell that she was <laughs> she was a little bit better shaped than him. And so she got up to the top and she's like getting her water bottle and his water bottle out of the backpack because she's the one carrying it and he gets up to the top and she hands him his water bottle and I'm like, "Good job, man. You did it." And he just like gives me this death glare. Not like he was like mad at me. He was just like, I don't have the energy to, to, to communicate with you right now. It was, it was just the funny. So that if if you get to that spot, please enjoy it just for a moment and just enjoy the humanity of that spot. It's so funny. Yeah, and recognize that it will be you in about an hour. <laughs> yes, I, regardless of whether you come up two bridges or come up Wall Street. Oh my gosh, You're it is still quite backs. a hike. Yeah. You will be out of breath 
and that I will be there asking you dumb questions. <laughs> is it easy? How long is that? Was it really hard? I would be giving you the death glare as well. <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, this is kind of a favorite, but like, what's your favorite thing about the park? What makes it so cool? Hmm. Let's see. Okay. I would have to say, like, this was my first thought. Trying to describe Bryce Canyon if you've never been there. It's like hiking. It's the closest thing that you'll ever experience to hiking in like a petrified sea anemone, you know, (laughs) because I don't know. There's just something kind of or like if you've ever seen the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kind of a thing when they get shrunk and then they get stuck and lost in the backyard and then they're wandering through the grass and they get to experience what it's like to be an ant, you know, or a bug. This is the closest you'll ever be to having that experience because you are literally an ant compared to these hoodoos. They are huge and they are all around you. It's like walking around. uh, It's not green like grass. It's like walking around a sea of veggie straws or something like that. You <laughs> or know, like a, a, like a piece of coral yeah. or something. Yeah. It, it's incredible. And I think it's one of the most alive and mythic feeling parks to me as you're walking around. Cause in Bryce Canyon, they do some really cool things. They do like moonlight hikes and they can do, I don't know. I'm just picturing myself. Like if I was, a early settler, like a frontiersman that had settled in the area and I was looking for a cow or a live, you know, something and I had to walk through the amphitheater and I just had like a little lantern or something like that. I feel like this would be the scariest park in the world. Like my imagination would just totally run wild with me. It would be, it, like I said, it feels like it's almost one of the most alive places because there's so many colors. There's so many unique shapes. All of these hoodoos are different from each other. And you're just wandering up and down and over and around on these trails. And, you know, you're experiencing a legend almost is what it feels like to me. Yeah, well, and that perfectly leads into what I think my favorite part of Bryce Canyon is the actual legend of the hoodoos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because for me, that's what I remember growing up and visiting Bryce Canyon. It's not really, I mean, I love the views and the hikes and stuff, but like, that's the part that stuck with me is that the legend of that place Mm -hmm. is that those hoodoos are people turned into rocks. Right. Yeah. And you can see it everywhere. I mean, it's just, it's so cool because when you hear the Paiute legend of the area, which basically is that the people, they made a bad decision and they were punished and turned Mm -hmm. into rocks. And then you walk around the amphitheater and you're around Bryce Canyon and you're like, oh my gosh, these rocks look like people. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And so for me, like, I just, I love basically anything Native American legend, history, anything like that. I just, I eat that stuff up. I Mm -hmm. love it. And so I love that Bryce Canyon really is, you know, a, a marriage mm-hmm. of those two things. You've got the beautiful views, but it's just an area that is so steeped in legend Yeah, that I just, I love the feeling of that park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's super cool. Or do you have the legend? Are we going to read it? No, I don't have it. Cause I, cause we're going to read it on the episode of fun facts. I figured, I figured you would talk about it. So I didn't want to go into too much detail, but the legend is super cool yeah so and for it, for it, the it, listeners out there if you want to hear the legend the the Paiute legend of how 
Bryce Canyon came to be or or anything what we just talked about listen to the to the fun facts episode and we'll we'll definitely go through it and it's it's really fun it's really cool yeah that is that's my favorite thing about Bryce Canyon yeah that makes sense totally makes sense yeah okay so last question we've talked about a lot of favorites what is your favorite unique experience in the park Christmas in Bryce Canyon I love Christmas in Bryce Canyon it is so much fun. I think that for, there's something about red rock deserts powdered with a little bit of snow on top. You know, it's just, it's incredible. It's like, I don't know, this sounds gross, but like a Southwest chicken salad mixed with like Christmas foods. So you put some cinnamon and like <laughs> cloves, That's you know, in your Southwest yeah. chicken salad. I don't know. It just sounds not good, but a visually a beautiful, very beautiful that's funny um hiking in the winter is mine yeah we both put winter time yeah i think it's really cool to be there in the summer but it's a totally different feeling in the winter and the nice thing is is that they do an awesome job of keeping the roads open Mm -hmm. through that park in the winter there are a lot of national parks that once the snow hits they're totally done for the year but bryce canyon it's so crazy at such a high elevation that they're able to keep that park open. You're able to hike in it almost year round. Yeah. I mean, that park gets to 9,100 feet above sea level. Yeah. And they, like, the roads will temporarily close if a big snowstorm comes through, but they're usually pretty quick at getting it cleared. Mm-hmm. And you can go there year round. It's an awesome year round park. I think, you know, you just, if you're going to go in the winter, you have to expect the snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times the trails down into the amphitheater get icy yeah but that's i mean we rented yak tracks from ruby's inn this Mm -hmm. last time and our feet were not sliding at all we were hiking all over Mm -hmm. the amphitheater had no problems our kids were wearing the yak tracks and they were like what is this magic you know like spider-man on the trail we were next to all these people with like actual hiking boots but didn't have yak tracks on and they're like sliding down the trails and we were like sticking to it it was awesome we were and i agree with you that there is something so surreal about being among the hoodoos while they're coated in a little dusting of snow Mm -hmm. and it's like you breathe in the crisp winter air and you just have like snow crystals like floating all around you Mm -hmm. you know your nose is frozen shut (laughs) you know it's very cold but it is one of the coolest experiences in any national park Mm -hmm. i feel like especially in the winter i love Bryce Canyon in the winter. Yeah. I mean, you can, there's a few other Utah parks like Arches, Canyonlands, Zion, Capitol Reef. They, I think they all will get snow during the winter time, but I don't think any of them have the accessibility. Maybe Arches, I don't think any of them have the accessibility that Bryce Canyon seems to have with large amounts of snow. And it just hangs around too, because it's such a high elevation. I think it's it's so great. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like with the, the the other Utah parks, so Arches, yeah, Arches stays open pretty good. 
Uh, but I think you just don't get the intimacy of being right up next to the Red Rocks as much as you do at Bryce Canyon. Right. They don't surround you. No. You're on top of them or, or looking at them, but yeah. they're not surrounding you. Yeah. And so I think that's what sets Bryce Canyon apart, you know, and Zion is really cool in the winter, but it doesn't get as much snow. It stays warmer. And I just, I don't feel like it has as much magic in the winter as Bryce Canyon mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I agree. It's huge. Like once you're down in the canyon in Zion, it's huge, but it's surrounding you that way. But uh, yeah, I I agree. I think I would prefer a Bryce Canyon winter experience over a Zion winter experience. Yeah. And we've done both. I mean, we lived down by Zion for a while and, Mm -hmm. you know, winter there is really nice. So, I mean, Bryce Canyon and Zion are only an hour and a half apart. You could do both. Yeah, you could. If you're down there, you might as well maybe take a drive to the other one too but bryce canyon in the winter they've got christmas trees at ruby's inn they've got all the snow that well, just you can like, cross-country ski too yeah you can cross-country ski I've got just the snow crystals i'm mm-hmm. telling you i like i don't those Doesn't snow Ruby's crystals. do uh sleigh rides too they do sleigh rides they um have an ice skating rink the whole area does a winter festival in nice. february yeah it's so cool. So yeah, there's a lot to do. But as far as like staying open in the winter, it's surprisingly mm-hmm. accessible. Yeah. But like you're right. I cut you off and you were talking about the magic, the magic of the ice crystals and everything. It is magical down there during the winter time. It is so great. Yeah. So that's our list of our favorites. Um, hopefully we covered everything. I mean, we tried to think of all the favorite things that we could think of. <laughs> uh-huh. So good. Let's get tropical. <laughs> if you want to experience any of these things, be sure to click over to Dirt in My Shoes. We've got tons of resources there for you to plan your own trip. Mm-hmm. even if it's in the winter like we hope you'll do sometime. But yeah, and we'll leave all of these answers in the show notes Mm -hmm. so that if you're wanting to know about a specific restaurant or specific gift shop we'll be sure to link all of those in the show notes so that you can check it out yourself sounds great thank you so much and have a great time in bryce canyon thanks for exploring the national parks with us please share like and subscribe and if you need any help planning your own trip click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com see you next week Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes.